Okay, welcome to another episode of Mike Talk. Today I have a special guest, uh, a young lady that I've like known throughout the community of Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've definitely known, uh, well, Strong's Market always comes to mind. Yeah. Over on uh, California Ave and King Street, uh, across from California Park. Um, but Lauren Strong is my guest today or, or or better known as low right now right yeah low 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 all the variations but mostly people just call me low low is more like low low was radio but i don't do radio anymore and that's okay how come you're not doing radio actually i just i felt different about it i loved it i absolutely loved it i mean i know we're here to talk about music and that's kind of how i got here but um i don't know it just felt different for me i think that i want to explore music in my creative life I'm a little different and I actually work in film now. So okay. um, I'm here visiting because um, I just wrapped a movie in New York and I'm here for a little bit until I go back to work. So I just switched careers and transitioned into like what I really want to do. So so when you say you're into filmmaking, what exactly are you doing? So I actually work in health and safety. So like I work in the departments, like telling people like, is this COVID safe and all that. And it's afforded me the op- opportunity to be like close to the people that I want to be working with and you know, get a little closer to my dreams rather than just like, you know, I'm not saying the other way is wrong, but just going to school and starting all over, I can kind of jump in. I want to make movies. I want to be a filmmaker. And so you want to tell stories. I want to tell beautiful people stories. I don't want to make only fictional stories. That's one of my biggest things. That's why I like talking to people. And that's why I liked radio. It's because yeah. I could get closer to people's stories and music. So so you want to get on like the directing side? You want to write screenplays? Both. Have you written a screenplay? I just finished the first act of my very first one. And it's been weird because I'm kind of like, is this good? Is this trash? I don't know. I'm just starting out. Okay. So, so I have a friend who is a professional screenwriter. Really? Um, he has several movies. Do you remember the movie um, New in Town with uh, Renee Zellweger and Harry Connick Jr.? I'm came not sure. Out in, came out like maybe 10 years ago. It was They kind of turned it into a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. He wrote this, I think the early 2000s. His name is Ken Rance. Yeah. Um, he used to live in L.A. He now lives in uh, Minnesota. He's actually coming this weekend. Um He's supposed to be coming this weekend for our, my wife and I's uh, 25th wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. And he, um, I remember when he was uh, writing a screenplay in like 2005, it, it was sold to like, I think Universal mm-hmm. and it kept getting shelved. It kept, and it kept going from, at first it was uh Halle Berry was the lead, and then it went from Halle Berry to Jennifer Lopez. Oh, wow. And then from Jennifer Lopez, it went to, um, uh, I think it was Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Was like, and it just kept, they kept getting these female leads. They never could get the right male lead. And then they started changing the script. Yeah. And they started changing, well, maybe they need to be here. And then by the time that the movie was made, um, he was like, it just it wasn't the original movie that I wrote. Yeah, they like they changed it all. So he he he's like he gets really frustrated with Hollywood sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like when I hang out with this dude, yeah, like we were at Disney World, 
And we went through some little ride with our children. You know, this is like 10 years ago. And we came out and we were like, what if we made the ghetto version of this ride? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like Baymay's kids are like even better. But even better. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what if we did that? Like, so hanging out with him, he's so creative. And and then the way he tells stories yeah. verbally. Yeah. And how he paints pictures and and it's just his humor, like yeah. it's hilarious stuff. Yeah, I, I I've always wanted to, and I think it's something that I've like hearing that is kind of how I feel sometimes when I go places. Like I'm like, damn, this would be a good movie, or like this would be a great scene. That's kind of how my brain's always working, so I can relate to your friend. A little and you way. know what's, you know, I'm gonna tell you what's really crazy though, is that technology has even the playing field. Mm-hmm. Like being a great storyteller doesn't re- require this huge. Um, crew it like, not at all you know what i'm saying like you can do it yourself you can literally do it yourself so now it's just a matter of like how do you want to do it exactly and yeah. that's where i'm at yeah it's weird but yeah exactly but, but, but why do you say that it's weird it feels weird because i feel like you, you've caught me right in mid-transition i just turned 30 and i'm changing careers i'm all about the reawakening of myself and all that and i'm trying to focus and that transition is hard and it feels weird because I feel like I'm starting to stand up in it instead of being like, I'm trying out film, like I'm actually writing. That's why I say it feels weird. Like I wrote an entire couple pages and it's my 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 thoughts on paper and it makes sense and it's coming together. So it does feel weird because I've never felt it before. So it feels kind of odd, but in a good way, I guess. Well, I think, I, okay, so lots of times I think what it is is because We get told like, well, life is supposed to be like this. Yeah. We're, like there's these steps. Mm-hmm. And then you hit 30, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and life is supposed to be like, thir- 30, I'm supposed to have this, I'm supposed yeah. to have that. And then like, there's these certain things that I, I these milestones, you know. For- I will say to nobody telling me my knees is gonna hurt all the time. Like that is an actual thing. I'd be tired. Whew, I sent a text, I'm out, sorry. And you know, but you know, okay. <laughs> but you know what's really crazy though? Okay. Have you ever looked at a high school student, like a recent, like someone who's like a, a sophomore, junior, yeah, even look, a senior? They and look kind of different these days. Do they still, but do they look like kids to you? No. They look a little grown? A little grown. Just okay. a little bit. So here's what's going to happen. 10 years from now, when you look at those high school students, they will look grown, but you'll still see them. At, they're going to start looking at kids. So like yeah. people who were 30, 10 years ago, they used to look like to me because i'm 48 they used to look like oh you know they're 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 kind of young but now when i look at a 30 year old i go oh my god you have no idea how young you are (laughs) Uh, i i hope that i i I know that but i think that there's this like weird pressure and i think it, it comes from my upbringing though that i need to have something solidified oh and i think that is what drives me in a way to not that age is important but it's almost like what milestone did you hit at 30 yet so it's not necessarily that i don't think i'm young it's that like i really do value a lot of the things that i want to do by the impact not necessarily accomplishment so it's like really tough to sometimes just like live in it when you can't stop thinking about what you got to do but 
that's what 30 feels like to me anyway. and, well i'm sure it's got to be pretty because t- like like even for like my children like it's tough because you know my wife you know she has her master she's working on her doctorate okay go you go know she you know she's doing those things and, and that and that's great like i have a high school diploma mm-hmm. you know like but i i don't feel like i'm not smart you know what i'm saying see this is my my issue i'm i'm the i'm the middle girl and I kind of fall into the middle child syndrome in a way. And I kind of, I'm okay with that. Cause I'm like, I don't want to go back to school. My mom hates that, but I'm like, I don't feel, not that there's anything wrong with it, like what you're saying, but I don't see myself doing that. Like, cause I feel like in a way I've been able to find ways to get closer to my dreams without having to be further in debt. Like, it's just, that's not what I want to do. did you go to school at all? I did. I went to Academy of Art for a long time, for where, about three years. Uh, where, in San Francisco? hmm Okay, how I was that? I went to San Francisco. Um, it was okay. That's where I started like my internship with radio and stuff. Um, I love San Francisco as a city, but I think for me, for school, I always knew that I really wanted to be in radio, but it was they were like kind of teaching us to be on the news. And... I kind of just didn't really like, I wasn't into it, but I, everything that I did um, kind of steered me closer to like radio, which my internship was the start of everything and all that ah. fun stuff. It was so cool. I worked for 997 Now, um, which is a pop station in San Francisco, um, his under Strawberry Radio, ah. who was a really fun boss. He let me run the board after 1130. I was so excited. Yeah. But... I loved it and then hated it at the same time because I really miss my family. So I'm kind of somebody who likes to be around with people. Yeah. So, yeah. I saw recently you were in New York. I was. How'd you? Was that your first time there? Yes. Like literally found out I was moving and then just went. Never visited. Just moved for a job and an opportunity. Like just left. That's freedom. It was a scary thing, but yes. That's freedom. I I think I that is the I have learned many lessons this year and yes, I I don't know how anyone can like not do it. I suggest anybody just like leave town if you can if you can do it to chase whatever you want to chase, do it because it was terrible at times. So I felt so sad. I'm like I miss my family, but man, now I don't care. I could do it anytime. I can go wherever yeah. I want. Yeah, my son lives in Brooklyn. Oh my God, I love Brooklyn. Yeah. The best food is in Brooklyn for me, but I hate that it was all like the, I went during a time where I couldn't really find the best, best food and I was sad about it, but yeah. Yeah, and he lives in Brooklyn. I I love New York. New York is, I don't know, it's one of those places. It's a magical city. Yeah, and I, I've gone in like every season, you know, like. Ooh, I'm nervous for winter. Winter, yeah, winter. I, yeah, it's cold. I ain't not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it, this summer was insane. Like the thunderstorms, the subway shutting down. I had no clue what it meant. I was like, what is? What do I do? Like, am I supposed to? What am I supposed to do? Like, my phone just kept going off, and I'm not gonna lie, I had no clue. I'm like, this little Central Valley girl had no survival skills. I was like, am I supposed to hunker down? I had no clue what to do. It was interesting you'll find your tribe though yes that's I, for sure i think my tribe kind of is everywhere though i'm not gonna lie i'm not trying to be all like weird and philosophical about it but um my closest friends have all moved away and then or they're here 
And so my tribe kind of, that's what well, maybe it's the beauty of FaceTime. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I think it was just me. And you know, that's, that's like, even that's kind of weird, like FaceTiming. Like, I don't, I don't like the FaceTime. Why? I'm old school. Like, yo, like, like, I don't even like text messages. Like, yo, call me. Let's talk. Like, people like try to have these whole conversations on text. And I'm just like, yo, man, like, can we just talk about this? Because I'm, yeah. I'm tired of typing. Um, I, that is me. <laughs> I prefer, well, I prefer FaceTime. But, like, I prefer some type of call. I don't like to text for a long time. Also, because it just, like, takes me away from... Not saying that, like, people break your vibe. But sometimes you're in a groove of your day. And I'd rather just, like listen to this call and then like rather than stop and text sometimes yeah it's just sometimes better and i think we are we're always in our phones that i miss seeing my friends faces sometimes so that's why i like facetime but yeah so you're 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 learning how to be by yourself oh, damn yes <laughs> yes that's different huh it is a lot of people don't know how to do that it it, it I don't know. I don't, I've been thinking about this all day. I was at the gym thinking about this. Um, it's funny that you say that. Uh, yeah, it's just different. Yeah. It's an adjustment. It's an adjustment to be by yourself, to be with your own thoughts and not uh, lean on those normal, uh, comforting ways of your friends, your family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Are mm -hmm. you, I, I take it you're really close to your parents. Yes. So, I'm yeah. very close to my family. I talk to my sisters and my brother all the time. Like literally every day. We have yeah. a group chat. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I, I And those things are like super valuable and important. Um, and at the same time, like, but being by yourself to figure out who you are. Yeah. That's the, that's the, mo that's the part most people don't want to do. I think you have to do it. Um... To be honest with you, like that's another reason why I left radio. I don't feel like I was happy doing what I was doing. And I think you have to learn to be by yourself sometimes. I don't know everyone's journey, but I think for me, I needed to learn to be by myself so I could really do what I want to do in life and be happy doing it. Because that is tough if you don't know how to be by yourself, if you feel like you always need someone to aid in your career or your love life or your friendships. like. You should be able to go eat by yourself or go to the movies and move around the world alone, yeah. but still not be actually alone. Because if you wanted to, you could. But yeah. 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 Being yeah being alone is uh is is therapeutic for me. So like when I have time where I can just be by myself, mm -hmm. like I don't have to worry about okay, what are we eating? Okay, where where, where do we all want to go? Like I, there's like all these yes. concessions I have to make, and I just go no. I'm going to eat this because I know none mm -hmm. of y'all are going to mm -hmm. try this. And I'm willing to try it. And if I don't like it, great. I'll go get something else. Exactly. But I want to see what this tastes like. And I want to see. I, and it is crazy, as nasty as it looks. Like, everyone else is eating it, so let me see. That's me being the friend that doesn't eat meat anymore. And dairy and my friends are... They don't make me like feel like shit about it or anything like that. But they will... I being alone, it's easier to move around these ways. Like that yeah. was one thing about New York that I love. I love walking. Yes. So like walk, cause I've never been there. So like after work, I would sometimes just like walk and stumble, stumbling upon things is just, it's, it's therapeutic. Oh my God. Bookstores, like random vintage stores, just, or even just things that just make no sense at all. Yeah. But 
Yeah. I remember I was I was 35 the first time I went to New York. And I remember I went down to where the uh, Twin Towers used to stand. And mm. I walked from there all the way back to Midtown mm. over by Grand Central Station. And I walked through every nook and cranny of mm-hmm. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was exploring. Mm-hmm. And to this day, it's still just as exciting as the first time I went. Like, it doesn't. You know, riding, you know, my son and I riding bikes yeah. down, uh, you know, from Central Park all the way down to, to Battery Park, going down Broadway, yeah. cutting in and out of traffic. Because, you know, what it always reminded me of. I don't know if you remember this, but Robin Thicke's one of his first music video uh, videos. With the bike. Yes. The yes. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. And I remember I saw that video and I was like, oh, I want to do that so bad. I used to love watching that video. <laughs> I would come home and watch that video when you didn't, when it wasn't like, it'd be like MTV on demand before yeah. you could just put everything on YouTube yeah. and on your screen. I would just go home and oh, I love that video. Yes. yes. That was a great video. One of my favorite things was like listening to music and like walking between Midtown because you could just see how yeah. tall the streets are. That is a, like, that's a beautiful feeling. It's beautiful. I couldn't stop doing like look left and right when I first got there. And, and then when I left, I realized like I wasn't looking left and right as much, but like it was it was because I was finding stuff. It was starting to feel like home a little bit. Yeah. So I really man, New York is a magical place. Everything Super. feels romantic there. Yes. Everything you do. Even things you do with your friends feels like you're in a movie. Yeah. That's oh, you can be looking at a fountain. The brownstones, <laughs> uh just oh man, the you know, going through Harlem. Oh my goodness. Harlem was one of my favorite places. I went with a friend and we found this like random wine jazz. Like it was just like this just like cute little outdoor bar. And then right next door, this person's having like a baby shower. It's all loud. Yeah. But I love that about New York. It's just so lively. And I think that's why my brain was like, okay, this is a great creative opportunity. Because I thought the same thing. All those streets that he's going down. Everything looks like a like a movie. And you know what else is amazing? Like like the sun. So like the buildings are so tall mm-hmm. sometimes that you're on the shadow side, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden yep. you hit this one street, and the sun is just beaming straight down the or street. Or it could be raining, and you literally watch it roll over because yeah. it doesn't hit everybody. It's it's a weird thing, and I love it. Like it's like sometimes felt you know even though I realized this later. Did you know that Batman isn't? In New York, I didn't know this. I think it's Chicago. No, I did not know. Someone told me that because I was like, "Oh my god, this feels like Gotham City," and they're like, "You know, Gotham City is Chicago," and I'm like, "No, nah, I feel stupid." <laughs> and, uh, but I still feel like I'm in Batman. I'm gonna yeah. live my life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, New York is. Well, I mean, you see that picture of me in Times Square. Yeah. That's my. Um, On the red steps. Yep. That's my. My life is dope, and I do dope shit. Hey. Photo. I love that. You know. I'm a big Kanye fan. You a Kanye fan? I am. I'm a huge Kanye fan. I'm a, I'm a Kanye critic, but I'm also a Kanye fan. I I I I'm one of those fans that when he does dumb stuff, I just kind of turn my head and go. I be like, God gives us grace, y'all. We just gotta remind ourselves. <laughs> we gotta give him the same grace that God gives us. That's how I'm trying to tell people. What do you think of Donda? Uh, to be honest, um, okay. So I got the leaked version first. Yeah, I did too. And I was like, blown away. And then I got the full version. 
And I maybe it's that I didn't like the hype around it with the whole uh, Drake versus Kanye. So I ha- I waited to listen to it. So I do. I'm my jury's still out for it. Is that bad? No, I don't know. I mean, because you know what? <laughs> I don't I, really have an answer. I'm I, like, I feel bad. I kind of I tried to listen to the leaked version, but I'm also a, a OK, I'm like one of those people. It's really hard for me to watch a movie and mm. to listen to a music if like if the mix isn't right yeah like oh it's bugging me i oh can't and like oh my god like oh god okay this is obviously i scream at the tv <laughs> i'm like who put this better music on here yeah it makes me mad or the edit's bad yes if i know i know some people reuse scenes yeah i'm like damn maybe that was cheap they didn't have to do that or 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 like what was the lighting like you know ah they didn't light this correctly or you know like yeah i'm so like if i'm gonna watch something like it has to come like highly recommended yeah or i have to go okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give this the first because because my friend is a screenwriter Mm -hmm. i also know all the points that they're supposed to be hitting on yeah. the hero's journey yeah and when they don't do that and mm-hmm. you know i tried watching in, go ahead i'm sorry but in some ways i was going to say like i actually like to watch things that aren't always i like to watch indie things or listen to like i'll just put on a frank ocean like frank ocean beats on soundcloud and just listen and then just all these different producers and stuff and that's also sometimes how i found find things for film but I, I, I'm intrigued with people's process. So sometimes I like to listen to whatever, yeah. even if it's bad, but. I, I will give it, I will, I will listen. I will give it a shot. I will, I will do my best to, <laughs> to listen to it. But, but you know what I'm, okay. So like when it comes to music, like I don't like pretty R&B. Like I don't like the song, um, I'll give you the moon, the stars and yeah, the, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever he's like. I don't like that. Like, yeah. I, I, I appreciate what they did. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather hear like the Casey singing, you know, I want to freak you. You Like, I'd much rather oh. hear passion. I want to hear passion. So you I wanna... prefer 90s R&B? Uh, no, I like, I like anything that has passion. Mm-hmm. Anything that makes me feel something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you talked about walking down New York and listening to music. Mm-hmm. You know a song I think of when I... When I think of walking down New York, and I always play it when I get there, mm-hmm. Telephone by Erica Badu, where she's singing about Jay Dilla. Oh, wow. For whatever reasons, I, that song came on the first time I went, and as I was walking through these skyscrapers and this, this concrete jungle. I'm like, I almost want to look at my, what was my summer playlist? Because I, I make my playlist off of what songs I listen to over and over and over again during that period of time. I don't do like the whole like, this is the vibe. Like, no, this is what I was going through. Yeah. So like, I'm like, I almost want to think like, what was I listening to this summer? Cause it was all over the place. And it was, and there was a lot of Kanye West, but I think that's kind of why my jury's still out for him is because Kanye's albums for me I like to break down the music yeah. I break it down in my head like what what was that instrument and like that transition or that sample and I like to look it up what was the sample all that thing yeah me so, too. Like, that's why I prefer title and stuff like that but um yeah like the same thing like I have to get a feeling from the music I'm listening to or I really just can't listen like yeah. I my friends are always like why are you always in a mood I'm like no I just like 
that you can tell that something went behind this. Yeah. I just can't do that. Well, you know what I found very interesting about Donda is that Kanye actually made a gospel record Mm -hmm. and he had mainstream kids listening to a gospel record. Mm -hmm. Because... That is impactful. That, like, like you can't... Like, when you really think about it, like, yo, like, that's... Like, yo, that's major. Like, because kids who normally probably would never listen to a gospel record, yo, he he made you listen. Because, like, the song with him and Jay Electronica, um, Jesus Lord, Mm -hmm. and kind of what they're talking about and everything, it's like, you know, tell me if you know someone that needs Jesus. You know, like, it's like, yo, do you you realize what he's... But, like, Kanye West, I think that's the beauty of him in some ways and that's why I feel like I always kind of give him grace and I'm still a critic of him but also because we believe in the same God because if you listen to start to finish like his whole discography he's talking about God yeah he never loses him he's mm. there the entire time yeah but like he's lost himself so like I think that's why I take time to listen to albums like that because I don't know in a way I feel like he took time yeah so I can't just like jump and say like yeah, the first time like I listened it. to it, I really, I, I, I didn't really like it. But then I went to DC and I listened to it on the way there, and then I listened to it on the way back, and then I was like, "Yo, this is, this is actually really good. like." I hated the song with the the weekend mm-hmm. hurricane. Like I when that first, time, I was like, "Oh God, what is this?" But then I kept listening to it. You know, it's like one of my favorite songs on the yeah. on the whole album. Like, I, I love when that happens, when like you find a song on an album that you forgot about, and then it just becomes one of your favorites. Okay. I'm not a huge Tyler the Creator fan. My mm-hmm. son, daughter, huge Tyler the Creator fans. Yeah. I've met him before down at his store, and you know, mm-hmm. real cool cat, but yeah. I, that's all. My daughter says, Dad, you got to listen to Igor. I said, I'm not listening to no damn Igor. Uh-huh. You got to listen to Igor. Okay. So I'm out in my garage. I'm photographing some stuff. I play it mm-hmm. as I'm working. And when it finishes, I'm like... You know, let me play this again. Maybe, I, I, I think I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure if I like it. I played it again. And then I played it again. And then it became my number one played album uh, that year for Apple Music. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he's feeling, on your screen right he's now. He's on my he's... screen right now. <laughs> Lollapalooza. <laughs> yeah. And, and his latest one? Like, yo. I was like, yo. I can't stop listening to Call Me You Lost. Like, I think... I don't know. I've I've been a I'm a Tyler fan. My friend um, Brody, he's a local comedian. We've been friends since high school. He, um, his sister, his sister, his cousin, is in Odd Future and stuff. And so I didn't really know who's his who, cousin. His cousin is Sid. Oh, okay. Um, and so they're very close. And there's a way that our I love walk. Sid. Oh, she's the sweetest too. Yeah. And so I grew up going with him to like their party stuff and I hate to say it like that like I'm dropping names but this is how I found out about Tyler I just like didn't really know um anything about him and then um Brody just was like a huge fan knows every single bar like turns him up so loud in the car and we started going to his concert and it's the art and the music for me I think that's what it is for me is that my brain goes to visuals when I listen to music and I think that's what Tyler does for me is that like it just becomes more of an experience than just listening to instruments like I write to music like him so like and the shows I'm not a mosh pit person but everything else in between 
10 out of 10 for you me. You ever gone to Camp Flognog? I have. I've been twice. Okay. I'm, I'm not I took both my kids. It was so fun. It was so fun. I don't know if I could do a festival right now. I think with that, like, post-pandemic, I have a little bit of social anxiety about these big-ass crowds. But, I, yeah. Hell yeah. So fun. Yeah. I had some good times at Camp yeah. Flognog. I, I took both my kids. They went. I just dropped them off. And then I just... I got to a time alone by myself. It's like a 12 hour day. Oh yeah. I just want to tell you that I did some wild things. I was in my twenties going to Camp Vlogmail. Like there's, but, but, but I can't even go into but that's okay. sentences. That, hey, you know what? That's okay. Right. Cause you, you know, th- these are life, like life experiences that, you know, and those are times that you, like, you're not going to get them back. Yeah. I'm not like I'm not gonna. I don't remember a time where I'm gonna think of like Action Bronson jumping off of a stage with two like two like huge pound bags of weed and just throwing it in the crowd. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, and we didn't see his set. Like we were watching it from far away because it was just too big because the mosh pits were too crazy. And then I just see him jump off, and then he has this whole like chef thing going on. So he had a food truck, and he just jumps off, and then he just runs through the entire. People were just running after him. And I've always thought that was kind of weird. Like, what are you guys going to do when you get it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not running after any of these people. But it was it was cool because um, we were able to go backstage and things like that, which I always thought was interesting. But, yeah, there's some good times. Yeah. Good times I can't vlog now. But now you, um, you went to Bakersfield High School? I did. I was a cheerleader and everything. I'm a huh? driller. Driven. I bleed blue all the stuff. I'm yeah, that person, that's yeah. good. Me too. I graduated hey. from there. Yeah. It's so funny because like you go through that, but like, I realize like outside of Bakersfield, you're like, I'm a jewelry. Like, okay. And I'm like, you know what? It's yeah. appreciated where I'm from. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I always tell everyone that. I'm like, oh, what high school did you go to? They're like, oh, I went to East or something. I'm going, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about that. Yeah. Like I'm still competitive about it. Yeah, me too. Like my name's in the tunnel. I'm sorry. I just can't. <laughs> It's like I literally bleed blue like it was like a cult or something. Not like that. I wouldn't say it's a cult, but it is definitely a great high school. Do you remember me taking a photo of you? Like, man, it must have been like 12 or 13 years ago. No way. Really? Yeah. You you and your sister. I think it's your older sister. Yeah. I have an older sister, Alexis. It's not Whitney. I have a baby sister. Whitney is four years younger than me. Yes. No, it wasn't Whitney. It was you, you two. You guys were modeling for uh, what was it? Maybe, I thought it was you. I was in a hair show. Yeah, it was a hair show. I was with Flo. I, and you know what? I have the I have the photos. There's oh somewhere. My in my, I gotta send it to you. I just I thought about that. I would love to see those. Oh man, I did hair shows. My cousin Flo Witherspoon. Yeah. Um. That yeah, was you guys. Fun. Yeah, yeah. It was. At, remember, it was. I think at the East Hills Mall or something. Yeah, that was fun. Oh my gosh, I remember that hair. It was. <laughs> it was like a blonde. Like, she made me into a blonde, and I'm not gonna lie, like, was so stressed. Cause I was like, oh my God, I've never changed my hair, never dyed my hair, nothing. And it was a fire cut. Yeah. But I was young and 19 and didn't know how to really rock it quite yet. Yeah, I, I have it somewhere. I'll make sure to send it to you. Oh my God. I have you and your sister. Oh. <laughs> It's so funny because I, I look, not that they were bad because my cousin is the, one of the best hairstylists out there. I just look back and cringe because I know I felt so awkward in my own skin in that moment. Like, I was modeling this blonde hair. Good times. But you know what, though? Like, that's not the vibe that, that I, I remember getting from, from you that day. I remember, like, you and your sister were like, ah. Oh, no, I don't mean to, I don't mean to down it in that way. And 
because my cousin Flo is one of the people in my life who like pushes me out the box. So I needed you those moments because I felt very confident doing it, but I was nervous as hell getting out there. Who's your hero? My hero? I would say my grandpa. I think about him all the time. I think he is the perfect example of doing what you want to do to get where you want to go and understanding that you can do whatever you want. So, yeah, that's my hero. His birthday is coming up. So, yeah, I would say my my grandpa. Yeah. That's good. I was thinking, I've never had to think about that, but that's a definite answer, so, yeah. So, so you're going into filmmaking, you're doing filmmaking, mm-hmm. you're going back to New York, Actually, I'm not sure. That was the call that I took um, right okay. now. I don't know. Um, I, I applied for a lot of places. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. God's just moving right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's been an interesting time. I quit my job in January. And then in March, like started my first production. And now I'll be on my fourth before the year's up. And I was like, okay. Okay, God, I see you. You're just doing it and stuff. But yeah. it's really cool. I'm very grateful. So, I don't know. New York, maybe. You're fidgeting. What's wrong? Oh, I'm thinking. Because my phone keeps going off. And it's my boss. So, he's like, I was like, I'm going to call you back. And <laughs> he's like, girl, like, I'm in the middle of offering you a job. But not like that. It's my friend. He can. He's like, oh, okay, I'll call you back. I'm thinking. I do this a lot because... Well, you know, we'll just open it right back up. Um, yeah, no, I have ADHD. Like, I literally struggle with it all the time. And I'm just having anxiety because I'm thinking of everything I have to do. But I'm also present in doing this because I love this conversation. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah, why did you agree to do this anyway? Because I love music and I get excited to talk about music. And, yeah, that's all I really wanted to do. Like, talk about music and life and why not? And I've listened to this podcast and I think that it's interesting that you talk about everything, like mental health with your daughter, from music and just life. I think that's what's important is telling your story. Yeah. You don't know who you can impact. Yeah. And music is very impactful for me, so that's why I did it. Top five artists all time. Ooh, all time, number one Beyonce. We'll start there. We okay, know Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. Oh man, Whitney Houston, the love I have for her. Okay. Um, I grew up listening to a lot of Luther. Okay, is he? In the, he's in that top five. <sighs> I only have a like. I go through this phase where I just can't stop listening to him. So yes. Um, okay. And then Kanye. Uh huh. How many do I have left? And you got one more left. That's hard. Uh. The last one is always hard. Ah. <sighs> All time. All time. There's no right or wrong answer. There isn't, because this can also change. My life isn't say. over. Um, ooh. I really, honestly, right now, honestly, Tyler. Tyler okay. Crater. Because of this, it's just full artistry for me. Yeah. So, he's very iconic for me in my head. So, yeah. What music do you not like listening to? Ugh, I don't like rock, like scream rock. I like pop punk. Okay, give me an example. 
Um, oh, man. So my brother-in-law, he he loves rock music. And so to be honest with you, probably... Just Asani? Like, no, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, my, older brother, my older brother, Adam, my oh, okay, sister's okay, husband. Okay, okay, okay. He listens to a lot of like Hoobastank okay. and stuff like that. And I'm like, Jesus, but he doesn't care. Um, but Evanescence, I love them. Um, I listen to a lot of Paramore, Fall Out Boy, um, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Lots of things. Okay. My music taste is all over the place from like classical to, but I'm not like a scream rock person. I'm cool on that. Sounds like demons. Like like Metallica. Yeah. And I'm cool. It's just, there's, but there's, I like my chemical romance. Okay. So there's still like a There's It just depends area. on what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't a big uh, Led Zeppelin fan. Like I, that just wasn't a band, you know, Stairway to Heaven. I just, yeah. But there is a song that Corinne Bailey Ray did called Since I've Been Loving You. But the original is by, I think, Led Zeppelin. Really? Yes. And when you listen to that original, like, I love the Corinne Bailey Ray version. Like, she's one of my favorite artists. But the Led Zeppelin version? Like, yo, like, it's crazy. I, there's a couple playlists on Spotify that do that. Like they'll play the sample and then the like whoever sampled it after. Oh, <sighs> I love that. I love doing on road trips. I just love doing that. It makes me happy. Makes you explore. Do you think Corinne Bailey Ray gets enough credit? Oh, def- I mean, well, you know, it depends on what. What category you're trying to put her in? If you're just trying to put her into R and B, I I, I, I think her like, music is far more advanced than R and B is. I think there was this like UK breakout into like back to us a little bit. Maybe my like my early twenties. I was really listening to Emily Sande, like Leona Lewis, all these people, and I just felt like hmm, I don't know. She kind of like led them back in in a way. Like yeah, I, I saw her. My wife and I, we went and seen her in San Francisco in, I think it was 2010. Mm-hmm. She uh, she played at, was that the Fillmore? I can't remember the name of the place. And, oh, it was such a good, great show. Oh, yeah. it was so, so, so. That's oh, the one great. thing that I wish I did more in New York was go to concerts. I worked so much that, so like, I didn't get to go to as much stuff as I wanted to. But I did see Manny Fresh. Oh, did you? <sighs> I don't know why people like DJ sets are one of my favorite things to go see because live music, live DJ sets, they know how to, they do exactly that. They take samples and what they've sampled and like, it's just so fun. It's like, it's like, um, it's like this perfect curation of, of what they, they deem is mm-hmm. great music, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what I like about, uh, listening to DJs. Cause it's really just. They're curating a list of music for yeah. me to listen to. And that curation of music, like, <clears throat> makes me feel some type of way. Yeah. You know? And and see, like, so, like, about 20 years ago, um, I used to be part of an ownership group here in town. We used to have this thing called The Core Live. Mm-hmm. And we were streaming 24-7, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We were we were streaming DJs 
I had set up the server and everything right here in Bakersfield. We had like 20, 30 DJs. Wow, that's really cool. This was this was before you know um, any of that stuff. You know that yeah. This is this was streaming before streaming was streaming, and uh, this was back in two thousand, and uh, I just always loved DJs who could spin vinyl and mix vinyl mm-hmm. and could scratch. And I remember we used to do parties out at Cal State, and um, I'll never forget. There's this. DJ here in town called DJ X-Ray and he was playing I've heard of him you've heard of him yet Mm -hmm. and he was playing something and he had to go into a slow jam Mm -hmm. and I was like I bet you you can't scratch into that like Mm -hmm. to mix it and scratch and he was like and then he did this thing and he like did some transforming and it flowed right into a slow jam like it didn't skip a beat it was like Mm. perfect and I was like man that's like that's like really that's I real skill say i've seen him live probably have yeah i mean he's he's been around for a long time i don't i don't know if he's uh i don't know i i don't know if he's doing like clubs anymore he you know he's gone pretty much gospel now yeah on all his stuff but yeah he's he, he man he was amazing dj ogre is who i work with on b-town mixdown yeah and he he's he's incredible He's one of my favorite DJs. And I think that's like, that's an art form. People like, I feel like it's not an appreciated art form as much as it was like, you know, in early hip hop, people don't. But no, DJ Nice turned our quarantine upside down. So I shouldn't even say that. But I really, really, I appreciate like, I don't know, a great DJ set. Oh yeah. Like I, my wedding one day, whatever. Not my cross my fingers, but cross my fingers for my mama because she keep asking me. But <laughs> I would have like several DJs because I feel like everyone just brings a different vibe. Yeah. And it would be like sets. Like that's a dream for me. Yeah. And have a concert. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, like I would pay for that. Like forget the whole, I would get married in a courthouse. And then y'all could show up to this reception that is actually a concert. Yeah. That is a dream wedding to me. Like, I don't know how much Beyonce costs. I'm just kidding. I can probably can never afford Beyonce. <laughs> That'd be insane. All it takes is one hit movie. That's all it no. takes. Like, really, like, like, things that you think are, like, super far away. All you need, here's what you need. Mm-hmm. You need a bunch of days where you're you're moving the needle forward. Yeah. Because a bunch of those little days, the one day will be the day it actually will then matter. And that's all you need is one good day. One good day yeah. where everything that you've done up until that point, like boom, it just like threw you over here and it just took you into oh, a yeah. place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Yeah. That's really all it is. It's a lot of people make it harder. I think they they make it like they make the their dreams like like they're supposed to be like oh it's just a dream it's supposed to just sit over there and I'm like nah nah it's you can you can grab it like I I am learning consistency it's it's been tough but it it's a learning it I'm learning me so. you get bored easily huh oh yeah oh yeah but not like that I, and I hate to say it like that because. It's not that I get bored, it's that I can easily start like the next thing I'll put my attention to. 
Like I can actively be thinking of something else and execute something else at the same time. Like my multitasking skills are wild. Yeah. So I wouldn't even say that I get bored, but I think I master things kind of fast too. So I like to level up because I'm competitive. I've tried. So to, it's just it's just a matter of you keeping your focus on something. Yeah. When I that I think that's why I also can't stay in Bakersfield too long because I I lose focus here. So that's probably why I feel fidgety today because I have a lot of shit I have to do today. But yeah, absolutely. So I'm trying to channel my boredom, and, and I hate to correct you in that way, but I think I'm learning how to change my language about myself and like my the way I handle things instead of telling myself I'm bored like maybe I've mastered this okay and I need to move on to something else or build from whatever I figured out so or I need a new challenge yeah that's why I really liked New York because I felt extremely creative and one of my friends corrected me and he was like you feel challenged here and I was executing challenges because I was able to focus here I feel like I've not that I've mastered Bakersfield I just don't have anything here to work on here right now so oh yeah yeah it, i mean bakersfield is is really it's really hard to it's very easy to get comfortable oh yeah it's very easy and and, mm-hmm. and you don't have to even like do your best and it's like you can go oh that's so fantastic and it's mm-hmm. like this is shit yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know? absolutely. This is crap. There's nothing good about this. I, I I know it is, and I, you know what I'm saying. But it's it. So now it's now it's like for me, it's like okay, I know I can do it like this. I know that doing it this way is so easy for me that I can do it like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do I take this a step further? Mm-hmm. How do I push myself? How do I how do I get out of my comfort zone? You know, because like I'm not leaving, you know, like yeah. this, this is where my home is. My mm-hmm. wife, she has a career here. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have no desire to t- try to uproot her so I can go live in some other city. I'll just go travel and yeah. then I'll come back. You know, right. like that's just where I'm at in my mm-hmm. life. Um, but while I'm here, like I'm constantly trying to go, well, if I can do it like this, why can't I? If I just take an extra five minutes, I could do it like this or I can do, you know, it's like, yeah. Constant I think, challenge. I think it's interesting that Bakersfield is always like described in regard to some place that you need to get away from. And I agree because it is easy to get comfortable here. But I also think that it kind of sucks in a way that like that's going to. I don't know. I, I've always wondered how to change that narrative. And that's also what I'm what my show and like my movie is about. It's about it's autobiographical in a way very very fictional but eventually I hope that we can like look at Bakersfield in a way that we thrived here the people we love here are the people who make us the people who give us our experiences in order for us to leave rather than like some place that you get lost in because I am one person right now who's dealing with that like damn like I don't know if I want to because I almost didn't want to unpack my bags I was like I'm here for a week and I'm out, like I'm gonna go work somewhere else for a little bit. But I realized like I have to be a little bit more patient in those things. So like Bakersfield, yes, is a uncomfortable place to be because I think it's hard to heal where you were hurt. And so it's easier to grow somewhere else. But yeah, yeah. Were you were hurt by Bakersfield? Oh yeah. 
I mean, that's where everyone. I'm, listen, we're going back to 30. I'm, we're going through childhood traumas, relationships not working, all that stuff is going on. Like, yeah, it's, you're right. It's that age of um, learning and relearning. And, and I shouldn't say relearning in the age. I should say it's like right now, I feel like I'm starting to get the tools to understand how to make those a technique rather than just falling in them. So with my with my therapist slash life coach mm-hmm. who I've had for like 12 years now, I used to tell her, I used to go, well, I'm sorry, Bakersfield. I'm mm-hmm. sorry you can't get with what's going on in my head. And finally yeah. one day she was like, yo, why, why do you keep apologizing to Bakersfield? Yeah. She's like, Bakersfield don't fucking care. And I was like, you're, you know, you're right. <laughs> Bakersfield doesn't care. So no. you know what? I don't need to apologize anymore. But it was like that little shift in, in her bringing that to my attention. I was like, yeah, why? You know, why? I can't. I am who I am. I do what I do. I like what I like. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't fit the typical here, like, so what is that? That doesn't have nothing to do with anyone else other than the movie that's playing in my head. Yes, that, that's what's... It's, you have to, like, trial and error is the only way you can get through life. Like, I'm sorry, you don't know what's going to happen. You could do it in Bakersfield. You could do it in Atlanta. But I'm telling you, as soon as I moved to New York, yo, my little Bakersfield problems was right on my heels. Like, hey, girl, we still here. You still feeling these things. And you got to still deal with X, Y, and Z that still lives in Bakersfield. Like, you know what I mean? But it's mastering life is interesting. I don't know how anyone could just exist in this world without trying to if they figured like they figured it out, I would love to meet someone who's figured it out because I'm trying to figure it out, but I don't know. Well, I always tell everyone like life isn't a straight line. It's just a series of twists and turns and you mm-hmm. go back, you go forward, you you rotate, you go in circles sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, um, But I think the best thing I've ever heard was, uh, and, and I've said this before, but Steve Jobs says, uh, when you realize that the world is made of rules, um, by uh, made up of rules by people who are no smarter than you, mm-hmm. you know, and y'all like, oh yeah, and he's like, so once you realize that, he you realize that you can push life, and when you when you push, something can happen. My that, dad taught me that too early. <laughs> really? Well, that's but that's good though. No, I, it was good, and I was definitely fun kid yeah he taught me that a little early i figured out rules are just you made these up okay <laughs> i was definitely that kid but yeah yeah but, funny. I, but then there there are rules but then there's some rules i'm like look <clears throat> I, i'm not trying to sit in jail because i've been watching this show jailbirds on uh netflix oh, yeah. i'm, I'm like oh enough. hell no nah, i'm good on that i'm you know? follow enough to, yeah. to mind my business and not go to jail okay so 20 years from now where do you where where are you gonna where do you want to be? Oh my god. Um. I want to have children. Mm-hmm. That's important to me. Um. I want. I want to be happy. And I want to be happy doing something creative that is impactful, but in a way that is beautiful. I don't know what that means, but I think that. I want to tell stories, so not just my own. So I hope that I'm impactful and happy with my babies somewhere. I don't know where, but yeah, 
I don't know what that really means, but I hope that's what it is. And I hope I win an Oscar. I'm gonna say that out loud. I'm gonna win an Oscar. Good. I'm gonna do that. I think that you have to have a very clear vision of what you want for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even if that vision changes, as long as you have a vision, you know, I'm very big on a ship out at sea without a destination is a ship lost at sea. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, yo, you want an, you want an Oscar? Like, you got to say, I oh, want I mean, like, I, the Oscar's mine. Yeah, I mean, like the bare bones starting of what I want to do. But I know I want to, music is such a huge part of that. Because I hopefully one day, I want to tell stories with music. Like I want to be able to put those visuals and those words to make sense, but also with my words that will be executed by some beautiful actor one day. Yeah. So I hope all those things make sense, but I hope my vision makes sense in 20 years. Cause I don't really, it's coming clear, but yeah. I hope my vision makes sense. Well, I always tell my son, uh, you know, the. The teacher will appear when the student is ready. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I said, I'm I'm in a, a peeling back, revealing transition part of my life. So I'm starting. I hear these things, and I'm like, "Yep, they're happening," but I don't know where they're going. So we'll see. It's exciting, though. I love it. I've, I've it's weird because I've I'm kind of where where I was in January, except mindset totally different like i'm on to the next job do you feel do you feel free yeah yeah i mean i have full agency of me right now yeah and i love that it's it's either you get it done or it doesn't get done absolutely it's all on you yeah you don't have no one telling you hey we need you to hey can you move the that person that chair over there today Mm -hmm. and then you know like it's no it's not like that Mm -hmm. it's it's you have you wake up every morning and it's it's truly like what do I want my day to be? That that's a different that's a different mindset. Yeah. I mean even like even going to a film set where I've I've seen one, I've, you know, been on one, but not necessarily had to work on one and learn all those things again. And I remember I had to catch myself. One day I was really, really tired because we worked an overnight and I was like, damn. Like, I don't like, oh, I just want to like call into work. And I was like, girl, you get to go to a movie set and watch it on Hulu one day. Like, you get to do this. Changing your mindset and understanding like your boredom might be like you, because you mastered it, is what's driving me. So that and some Beyonce. (laughs) And, And okay, and one last thing is something that my friend, the, the screenwriter that I was telling you about earlier. I'd love to meet him. I, I if will. I can. He, if he's supposed to come in town, if he does, yo, I'm gonna have you come through. You got to meet him. He's, okay. He'll he'll he will drop so much knowledge on you. But one of the things oh, that he questions. taught me was it was called the 24 plot point. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Look, all you have to do is know your ending, and then you feel it." So there's 24 lines. Yeah. Here's here's how here's how the hero. This is the end. He dies. Whatever. Now, how did he get to that point? And you go back and you write all the plot points. So now you could tell someone. Here's how the story starts. He goes here, and you can walk them all the way through mm-hmm. to the end. And then in between there, he's like, then you write three plot points for each one of those. Yeah. Here's the three things that have to happen in this thing. And he goes, then once you have that. 
Now all you got to do is fill in the dialogue because now you know you know the whole structure of the story that you're trying to tell. And I was like, man, that sounds like something about life. And mm-hmm. he was like, you know, I never really thought about it like that. And I was like, yeah, like if you know what your destination is, like, you know, in your head, you want the Oscar. Yeah. Then the question becomes, OK, well, what does it take to win the Oscar? Oh, mm-hmm. well, I have to write a a play okay Mm -hmm. and then in order for me to write a play i have to have an idea okay and in order to have an idea i have to either experience something or be inspired by something Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so you could be like okay this is what it would take to 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 get an oscar Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's like it's almost like the same thing is how I look at it. Knowing that knowing that destination, if you want the Oscar, then it's just now it's just a matter of you just yeah. filling in the blanks. <laughs> you make it sound so easy. It is though. In reality, it really is easy. It's not that it's hard. My hardest thing is just me battling with my own mental health. I'm like, I'm going to get it. I hear all that and I'm going to get it. I'm going to do it. Well, I've really enjoyed uh, our conversation today. Yeah. Me too. And uh, I appreciate you coming on and thank you and giving me a part of your day. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God. You know, I've never been, I don't think I've ever been, well, no, like, that's probably my second one, but it's been a while since I've done anything. And it felt a little nice to just talk about music for a minute. So thank you. Well, we talked about music. We talked about life. We talked yeah. about quite a bit. I mean, we've been talking for almost an hour now. Has it been an hour? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone enjoys it. They I do. enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. We and and uh, you know, let's do it again. Yeah. Hopefully in twenty years we can I'll see if I have that Oscar, maybe a little faster. Who knows? Like next year, like, oh my god, girl, you got it. <laughs> what? I, I, I think I gotta I gotta finish the script first. I gotta have someone tell me if it's if it's good or bad. I gotta I gotta find my writing tribe, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm working. Yeah, if if my guy comes in town, I will I will text you. He's supposed to, but you know, yeah, it's a long way to travel, also. But oh, no worries, no worries. Like I I'm all over the place these days, so just let me know. Okay, I'm always around. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right, this has been another episode of Mike Talk. I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.